All right. Well, I'm here with uh, my friend, Coach Mike Minicue, and we decided we'd have a little conversation. I know you and I have, you know, our paths have crossed a lot of different ways with coaching and teaching and doing some things like that. And we met in college, but obviously we have different backgrounds and different experiences and thought this might be a good, uh, good way to have a conversation, especially since we both work with young people and want to get positive messages to them. So uh, first, just how have you been feeling with everything that's going on in the world right now, sort of in the wake of the George Floyd killing and the protests and all that sort of thing? Yeah, man. Um, just been thinking about everything. Um, just making sure my biggest thing was, I mean, I'm 35 years old, so I've seen a lot, been through a lot, but just making sure I was there for our guys uh, mentally. I mean, just trying to make feel those out. This is a great time for what I say. Uh, we always, as adults and coaches, just tell you kids what to do. Yep. and how to do it is a good time now to sit back and listen and try to direct direct these guys based off their what they're feeling and everything like that the situation that's going on all the situations that's popping up and stuff like that but um also keep in mind that I mean, you can't label everyone in one lump sum based off a few actions type deal uh, kind of have those guys kind of sit back and realize that like, what we're fortunate enough to do in this profession is like our sport, um, I coach football, you coach football and other sports as well, is in those team settings, uh, we always talk about family type deal, regardless, black, white, Hispanic, wherever you're from, everybody's working towards go. And but when you when a lot of the, some of those guys when they get outside of that setting, the world is telling them like they send different things that's telling them different, and kind of have those guys lean on that those values that they learn. That's the beauty of sports, regardless if you play female, female, male, play basketball, volleyball, whatever. That's the beauty of sports is that you get to get, to get people from all over. I'm from Florida. You're from Iowa. College and it's like one of those we didn't know each other from a can and then they, we still talk to each other today with friends and everything and the color of the skin had nothing to do with that once you got to know the person right. it's that's what it is and just kind of guide those guys um, through that those emotions because a lot of them get angry but then go want to go at go out and react off anger and then. The one person in one lump sum, and after uh, not one person, but off a few people actions. Well, everybody, all of them are like that. No, that's not true. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it goes on both sides too. Uh, yeah, you got bad. You just got bad people across the board, regardless of color, and those are just bad people. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and it's just not just because those bad people that don't make the the whole black, white, Hispanic, whatever, people bad <laughs> type deal. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what we kind of been doing. Our head coach hit on it. Uh, he talked to the team about it. And um, and I just kind of been talking and stuff like that because uh, sometimes the kids have a hard time talking to a group of people, mm. even me sometimes. And, and because we, like I said earlier, we so used to telling 
as coaches and teachers, we got to do this, we got to do that. We got that. This is our time to listen. Right. <laughs> you know, listen yeah. to them yeah. and kind of guide them with their thoughts, not telling them you can't do this, you can't do that type deal. Yeah, I think that's beautifully said, and you hit on a lot of really great things. I think, you know, first you mentioned we met in college, mm -hmm. and we went to Upper Iowa University, yeah. which I, th I think is kind of a unique place. Mm -hmm. It's in rural Iowa. It's in the a town of a thousand people. Fam. It doesn't even have a high school in the town, but there's a four-year university there. For sure. And it's this kind of unique blending of people from all different backgrounds and different places and different skin colors and belief systems, all these things in one place. But, mm -hmm. you know, that was something like, like you talked about a little bit. You know, to me, I guess I never really gave race a whole lot of thought. You know, and to a point, that's kind of okay. I mean, I, you know, I just didn't really think about that. But I think something where seeing right now is like you said that importance of listening to other people and kind of getting to know their individual stories a mm -hmm. little bit so how are some ways that you have felt racism or or just the idea of race in your life because obviously we've had different experiences yeah it's, in that regard like for me it's it's more so like um it just you get that uncomfortable feeling sometimes. Like for example, um, small town, you're whatever you're out of your comfort zone. You walk into a grocery store, and everybody's looking at you. You can tell like, why is he here? Like that's that's the, what people think. You know what I mean? That type of deal. Right. And it just what I even get to know and, and stuff like that. Being that I have two boys, they both uh, biracial. Three boys, they both biracial. And stuff like that with me and their mom walking in places that looks that she gets looks that i get type deal it's just one of those um but being like like for me i'm more worried about how she's feeling you know because i'm for me, I just say whatever just keep it going because i i don't let that get to me but there's there's some people that may react to those type of this um, you get uh the uh, like i haven't been in those situations well going back to when i was younger my uncle he's married to a white lady obviously we we driving the car my uncle his wife my cousin and i were driving the car and we get pulled over and they have us to get out and they ask my uncle is you all right and she's like that's my husband <laughs> type deal so it's one of those deals where it's like okay in those type of situations and just language and stuff like that. But it's out there. And, and for me, me personally, how I am, you know how I am. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, for me, I just leave. Like, one of the, I, I'm not going to be the confrontational type and whatnot. But I can see other people how they'll just blow up and stuff right. like that. So right. just the every, everyday stuff like that. The looks that you get when you walk in certain places. Yeah. And then for me, I just don't go back. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just... Right. Mm -hmm. Now, you talked about, like, coaching, coaching football specifically. 
And mm-hmm. you've coached at different levels, high school, college. You've coached different places and found success in all those places at different levels, different states, all those sorts of things. And one of the reasons that I love coaching so much like you do is because it is sort of a microcosm of life a little bit. Those things translate to life. And like you said, it is a family. How do you go about building that positive culture, especially in college when you are bringing people in from different backgrounds and different places and you, you kind of have to build that culture pretty quickly. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just one of those deals because in sports, we all working towards this, the same goal. Right. Okay? And in high school, for example, when I was a high school coach, everybody wanted to be playing. So I coached in Postville, Iowa, probably one of the most diverse towns in Iowa. For sure. Uh, with people from all over. Then I coached also high school down in Florida. And Iowa, everybody wants to get to the dome. Like yep. you want to get, you want to get to the dome. You want to play in the dome, and that's the common goal. So everyone is working towards that goal, and they realize that, regardless of color or where you come from, we have to play together and be successful to get to that goal. And the same thing in college, like these kids <clears throat> at the junior college level wants to get recruited. Um, to be able to get out and also want to have a shot to play in a national championship. Or for those guys to get recruited, they got to play well, play at a high level. They got to play together so they can play at a high level and win games and get to the net. So it's always in a team setting, there's a there's a goal, that every, a common goal, and people can come together and work for the – work towards that goal, and, and they got trust in the – Angle be successful, like deal, and that's one of the deals you gotta. And it translates when you go into the business or anywhere you're working, you know, um, you're gonna run a company that you're a CEO of a company, but you gotta trust your employees. But I think it's one of those deals where, um, when you get outside of it, when you leave here, um, for athletes, I think male or female they are more equipped to handle certain deals because they've been in team settings because, okay, I, my teammate was from Florida. He or she is black or white, no matter. And they, like, they were able to come together and work towards a goal. And that's what I think is too much outside of sports. It's not in the country. We're not working towards the same goal. You got one group of people that want to take guns away. One group of people that don't want guns. You got one pe- group of people that um, want to give big uh, tax cuts to this. It, it's too much divide. Right, or, right. And, and sports, why you, the people that do, that's able to do it well, you get everybody to believe in the um, one goal. <laughs> you play, play for example, and just realize that um, – it's not about your last name, it's about the logo down on your chest in sports. So you play with that, whatever it may be, Iowa State, Iowa, Ohio State. Once those guys get their Penn State, it's it's not about their name, it's about that logo and that team. And that's where if we get the if it, if we can ever get to the point outside of sports where it's not about me, like the individual and us as a like as a country moving forward towards goal, like what is the goal? 
You know what I mean? It's not, I don't, you can't really you can't really look out there and say United States they all working towards this. Right. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like it's too many people doing their own deal, and which is fine. Everybody's not going to be working towards, but it's too many different deals out there. I would say. Right. Are there any specific things that you do with your program to try to foster that? Like you talked a little bit about listening to people. I just, from knowing you, know your ability to connect with people. I've had one of my former high school athletes played for you at Iowa Central and had a really great experience when you and Jesse came in. Um, Mm -hmm. He thought that was wonderful and connected with you. What are some of the things you try to do to to create those connections and to get kids believing in that common goal? Well, we we always split our guys up. So we always try to make it where um, if a kid's from Iowa, he's living with someone from Georgia. We mix our team up until eight eight teams. um, And so that. A, B, C, D, whatever is working together. Uh, I mean, there's people from all over, different backgrounds working together, competing against the other teams. So they have to build that trust with one another within their groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a lot of teams. Like, for example, we play softball. We play kickball. We play uh, bags. We do all basketball. We do all that stuff, competition. The Triton Olympics and uh, – and they got hold each other accountable in the off season. One thing that we do is I split them up eight. You choose eight captains, and the captains draft their teams. Right. So they draft their teams, and they draft them based. It's not just off athletic ability or color, whatnot. It's GPA and all that stuff and accounting. And then they're responsible for each other. Yep. So it's just kind of building that accountability with those guys. And then we constantly talk about in our t- in our team is about our um personal accountability personal accountability uh competitive academic academic integrity and um those pillars in our in our, in our we base our program for those um, pillars and we always man, we got a diverse staff here um and we're always able to relate with different ones on those things like that. It's a few things that we do uh, and not, not we quickly try to get them to think about, all right, once you come here, it's no longer about you. It's about Iowa Central mm-hmm. and constantly beating those things in your trite now, rather your transfer from here and all that. Right away, everybody got the same here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everyone, we got the two, um, whatever your workout shirts are, whenever we travel, we all travel and travel. Like we look alike. We always, there's nobody wearing different clothing. We wear the same deal like right. that. But we also let the guys be themselves within the team cult, um, concept type deal. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not having guys come and completely change. Like, a guy that comes in and listen to hip hop. I'm not gonna say no. You can't listen to hip hop, or you come in and listen. You can you can be a yourself within the team, right? And they feel, they feel comfortable doing that because I know there's some some people some places where got to be 
hair can't be below your shoulders or whatnot. Now be yourself within the team concept type deal. Right. I think that's a, a great message. And we're seeing that right now, which is a good thing is those conversations being had where that is an important balance of supporting people individually, but then uniting them in, in one concept. Mm-hmm. Now you talked about, you're not originally from Iowa. You've been in Iowa for a long time now. And well, quite a bit. Yeah. yeah almost, yeah. almost as long as I've been in, lived in Florida, almost like well, six yeah. years between going to school and then working in Right. So, you know, one thing that I, I guess I, I love Iowa. There's a lot of great things about being from here, but I know with my own kids and with the students I teach, one thing about Iowa is it's pretty easy to be sort of sheltered from a lot of different things. There's not mm-hmm. as much cultural diversity, especially in the rural areas and trying to expose kids to that and my own children to those things have you found that, that it's a little more difficult or how are some ways that you try to share some things and get your athletes, your own boys to sort of experience a broader picture? Like for, for us uh, here in, in, at the college level, it's a little easier yep. because people come from all over. Right. And our campus life is that, I mean, on campus, here we have over a thousand stu- uh, student athletes and coach. They're from all over the United States and then also internationally. We got people from New Zealand, France, Brazil, mm. uh, England, like they from all over. So college is a little easier. Um, and then like I worked in, like I've been in Iowa for a while and I think like the rural Iowa is, is, Sometimes it's it's harder because you don't get too many people, families moving into those areas. Right. So the best, I mean, you got to be willing to, for my, what I do, I got my boys, uh, my oldest, he's a basketball player. So Mm -hmm. uh, he plays basketball up in Postville. He always talking about, well, he wants to play in college, right? Mm -hmm. He wants to try to, he he wants to play at the highest level. So he always comparing himself to people around Postville. I say, listen. (laughs) <laughs> it, it's, it's a, I mean, if you, it's a lot more than that. So what I do with him, he plays travel ball. So he goes to Minnesota, he mm-hmm. travels Des Moines and everywhere else, and playing, and it's it's, it's and it, it, it opened his eyes up just like that. There's a lot of basketball players out here, and that's just in that sport, right. and, and it just got to be one of those. And it's through conversation, and I mean. Cause what they see on TV is not what it actually is, because everybody's looking at like the Lil Wayne's or Drake's and all those. <laughs> but like, it's not like not every person is like that, or or that's how the communities are. And you just gotta be open to get to some things, travel to somewhere. I mean, and just getting no. If you if you got neighbor neighboring towns with diversity in it, drive over there and just. Talk to them. <laughs> it's just it's that simple, I think, and um, and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, and that's something that I'm I'm sure your boys have you know benefited from. They get to see you know, like you said, all the diversity in the college level. Postville, like you mentioned, is mm-hmm. a div- uh, diverse community in Iowa. 
Mm-hmm. I know for my kids, they've benefited just from the friendships that I have with guys like, you know, would go to upper Iowa games and they get to, mm-hmm. you know, see me being friends with and hugging guys who yeah, you know sure. have different skin color, and all those different sorts of things that they maybe don't see as much in our small yeah. town area. Mm-hmm. And that's the message I've really been trying to, to give them. We've been trying to watch some things on the news and, and talk about this mm-hmm. situation, obviously, you know, from the perspective of, of a white person looking at it, but saying, I think it's so important to just talk to people, talk to people who don't look like you, talk to people who come from different backgrounds. What is the message that you're giving your boys right now as a parent with all of this going on? Uh, for sure. And, it, and it's one of those deals where that's a conversation that I try to have. I, each one of those, I talk to them. I can't well, 13, 11, and three. Mm-hmm. So two older ones. I don't talk to them at the same time. Yeah. It's just one of those I kind of drive around and just talk to them individually. And I'm like, listen, there's some people, no matter what skin color it is, are bad, like bad people. Mm-hmm. And, but you cannot live in fear. Because um, one, of, one of the questions was, I got with my, with my son, he's like, well, if, Cause he's a basketball player and he wears the cutoff shirt with the beat hood on the top. He said, well, I can't wear, but I'm like, yes, you can. Mm. You can't run around in fear. You just got to go about it and just try to teach them if this happens, how to respond to it so you can come home safely. And cause that is a concern for some and, uh, and it can happen. Some people are like, well, it can't happen in this small town. Yes, it can. You never know the people where <laughs> stuff that and it's just one of those just talking to him and his mom you know joy their mom uh she's great and she does a good job and being able to see both families like they my boys have seen my my side of the family and their side of the family how we are able to uh communicate and still with no issues and stuff like that um so and a lot of this is it's all, I mean, you're talking to the kids and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, Luke, I think is all fall back on the parents. Because a lot of this stuff, a lot of this stuff, if you, if your child is born and my child is born, when they first see each other, they're going to smile, run up to each other. <laughs> it's, they, you're not born that way, right? right. It's, a, it's a learned um, behavior. It's taught. It's what they see. And, and just being uh, educated enough to understand that it's wrong in some places and um, and just being able to, that's the thing is, I mean, we can give guys messages all the time, but when they get home, are they mature enough or know enough to when they hear adults saying things, is it, can they step up and be like, no, this is how it is. Right. You know what I mean? And that's how it is. A lot of this stuff is learned behavior or whatever type stuff. Because you're not, nobody's born prejudice or racist. Like, you're not born that way. And you see you see videos of it all the time. You get two two babies of different uh, skin color. And when they first see each other's hugs, smiles, and all that stuff, that tells the truth you right there is them babies not seeing that, like, they right. learn it as they grow up and stuff like that. So 
that's the message I kind of tell those guys. Is, I mean, you got to live on hope on, on things that get better and change to come. Yeah, that's really well said, and I, I totally agree. I think sometimes I look at my kids and think that they do a better job with things than I do sometimes, or that they kind of show me the way that like people should live. You know, I mean, to kids, it's pretty simple. You be nice to each other and respect each other, and that's Facts. about all there is. Facts. Everything is learned. They learn. I mean, when they growing up, I mean, that age group from what freaking one to – 13 in there they just trying to do things right right exactly yeah <laughs> they yeah. just try to without they don't want to get in trouble by their parents and not like that <laughs> and yeah, be nice that's not, I mean, they tell you what to do <laughs> right. <laughs> right yeah but it's then but after that 13 to 14 once they hit 15 it's kind of everything is like they learned through seeing or hearing and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, are there any things like, you know, you kind of mentioned, you will see videos of say like two kids of different skin color together. There's been a lot of stuff obviously on social media and in the news and things right now. And, you know, there've been some things that have been scary. You know, I've been concerned for people who I know live in certain areas and do those different things, but there's been a lot of uplifting kind of mm -hmm. powerful messages and things too. Are there any things specifically that you've seen that are like, wow, that's a great message or a hopeful message that mm -hmm. I'm seeing? Yeah, it's just a kind of as far as that stuff. It's like just listening to people that's are in position that could make make some stuff shake, make mm -hmm. some changes and stuff, or just learning their messages and stuff like um getting people registered to vote like LeBron is holding a big deal. And also on June 19th, that's a big, that's a big deal. There is he's going. Yeah. And he has over a hundred and some followers, and um, so he's he'll be doing that deal. And, uh, so he'll be doing that on that day. So there's a lot of stuff out there, like those type of people, are the ones that's going to be bringing about. Me seeing some, I mean, two people and some button. People like him are out and um, doing stuff like that. You get some people eyes open and hopefully change and stuff. So I have to. Yeah, no, I think that's good. There's a lot of good stuff out there right now. Um, you know, I guess any other things that, you know, I was thinking of is we both have a passion for working with young people and specifically in athletics, but in teaching and those sorts of things too. Do you see, do you take hope from that? Just in the idea of working with young people and seeing that change is possible. Like I know that's something for me that always kind of lifts my spirits is I get to work with young people every day. I see that they are optimistic and they're willing to listen to things. And that gives me a lot of hope for the future in general. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's, I mean, you and I, we both at an age now where we – what we do really ain't going to bring much change. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean? We can try, but our, I think our job is now is the guys, like you're getting before I get them. Mm -hmm. It's kind of working on those guys and girls as far as that's the group that's going to bring change. If they're able to start listening to others and talking things out, rationalizing things and be like, oh, that ain't right. 
because those are the future politicians, the future business owners, the future leaders, and some of these, and seeing some of the youth and the, like the, regardless of color, are, are working together, coming up with these different groups or these different messages, these different infomercials and all that. I was like, okay, there's, they, there's a chance that we're moving. It's not going to happen overnight, no, because you still got your, I mean, if some of people are so embedded on both sides. I'm not just saying why, I mean, this conversation is just talking about white, black, whatever, but it's on both sides, you know, and being a black person, you hear black people talk racial, say racial prejudice thing towards white people, and it's both sides until, but it's the youth of those. And then those guys are, guys and girls are starting to listening and taking the right steps and in this profession if we are able to stay with our mindset on all right if we still be like this is wrong we need to make continue to make change and we and our program see sports are modeled that way i think Mm -hmm. as far as you have to work together you ain't gonna be successful right like in team sports like wrestling and those sports are different but in team sports and if with the more um, youth we can touch in a positive way, they'll go on to the next. Because I got into coaching because my former coach, my high school coach, whatnot, he had a, uh, uh, a, a high impact on me mm. when I was coming through, and I wanted to be able to give that back to someone else. And it, and it just keep going. You know, I mean, that's what I think. There is hope when you get the right coaches around the, in that group, in that setting with mm-hmm. those kids and uh, stuff like that because you can get people to change minds regardless of what their parents taught, uh, taught them or whatnot. If now, because if you come to college or you go on a high school team and you play with people from all backgrounds and you still got your prejudice or – thoughts or whatnot, you're not going to be successful or you're not going to be a part of that team very long because you're going to do something or say something to get yourself in trouble. Right. So then you'll be removed from the team and that team is still going to be there. <laughs> yeah. So it's not going to, it's going to be you by yourself and that team is still. So that's why I think there's hope. Right. I think that's well said. That's something I always try to, talk with my kids about is sort of like the pursuit of empathy in the sense that we can never like fully understand what somebody else has gone through or their perspective, but it's important to pursue that. And I'm hopeful that some of the messages we're getting right now, I don't know from your perspective, do like some of the protests and things that are happening now, some of the conversation are happening, does it feel a little bit different? I mean, this, this feels a little bit like there's more emphasis being put on, like you said, really listening to each other and trying to empathize with each other. Yeah, because before, I mean, you look at the other protests, they have they had protests and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it's taken up to a neck. I know a lot of, like they've looted in the writing. Everyone's talking about it. Well, they shouldn't be looting and writing. They shouldn't be doing this and that or, and... I see it. I see it on both sides. Okay, mm-hmm. but I'm a, and for example, if you was to walk down the street peaceful protesting, every every time something happened and nothing happened, 
eventually you're gonna get angry enough and you're gonna throw a brick through a wall. Or right. when and you're like, hmm, Luke just threw a brick through the window. Now you just open somebody's eyes. <laughs> why did he do that? Right. And then, yeah. and then why did he do that? You know what I mean? So it's one of those now. I think what's what's kind of getting lost a little bit with all the looting and rioting is so many people are focusing on the what and not the why. Yeah. But um, a lot of times it's like, that's why I always tell guys like, coach, why I want to do something? I want to do something. What can I do? I say, then my next question is why? Then they can explain, well, that's wrong. He's <laughs> like, now you're listening to them. Like, that's wrong. Then you're like, why is that wrong? Like I always ask the wise focus. I, I try to focus more so on the wise and not the what. And that's a lot of in the past. That's what happened. People like they focus on the what and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And now you focus on the why and you fix that why. There's there's hope for change. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's really well said. I guess you know I had jotted down a bunch of things we could talk about, but I think we hit on a lot of the important things. And I I don't really want to, I don't want to bury the message. I think you shared a lot of really nice stuff. So I guess with that, is there anything else that, you know, you want to talk about or anything else you want to share? Yeah, I'm good. Look, whatever you, whatever you want, I'm good. (laughs) I got nothing really. I just always, my main thing is like, and people, one thing, one other thing is is about the flag, right? Mm -hmm. Kneeling, doing the national anthem and, so many people are quick to bring up the flag as yeah. if, as if, and what I try to, when I was talking to some people, I try to explain to them is, okay, during the wars and stuff, it wasn't just white people fighting for the flag. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was blacks and Hispanics, whatnot. But you got to also remember when those guys went and fought for the flag, they came back to the country that they was fighting for the flag and didn't have the same freedoms as the counterparts that was fighting for the flag. Right. And and that's probably the most, and people are like, well, they, so that, I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent, but I was just giving an understand, uh, a reason why so much frustration it is. And the, like, as far as that, it's not about the flag. I don't think it is. It's not, it's just for the injustice and the uh, brutality of police, it's like that, but, you got to remember that it was multiple races fighting for the flag, but multiple races that don't reap the same benefits that the flag gives others. Right. So that's, now you look at all, uh, and it's just years and years and years and years. We can go back, 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 back. Years and years of buildup of the frustration and now the boom and now it's people listening. Right. Well, and I, I'm hopeful that's something people are seeing a little bit now because there is more conversation about the problem being systemic, not just individual. And is that, I mean, is that something that you have felt where, I mean, you do sort of hold some of those generational things. I mean, I think everybody does the experiences your parents, grandparents, and so on have had. I mean, have you felt the impact of that, that that, sort of systemic racism, you kind of hold on to it or, or you know, people feel it back to the generations. Yeah, people feel it and people see it because you look at the population of the United States, there's what, three times, three times as many white people than any other race. 
but then you look at the jails system, uh, it's twice as many blacks and browns in jails as it is white, but right. each person is, I mean, each, uh, it's, the crime rates are committed at the same rate, but it's twice as many uh, blacks and browns in prison mm-hmm. when, as far as whites, because there's, and there's three times as many whites in the United States, so it's right. not adding up. right and stuff like that so it's i see it i i mean i'm not you know me i'm not the type that carries those type of Mm -hmm. grudges or whatnot and stuff like that so yeah no i think i think that's i guess an important thing for people to realize if we're going to do a lot of the things that you talked about, just listening to each other, getting to know each other, making sure we're focusing on our why and common goals and things like that. But yeah, uh, sure. that's about all that I had for you, Mike. I mean, I sure appreciate you coming on. Got a love, a lot of love and respect for you, man. No problem. Anytime, Luke. All right. Well, I'm going to hit the uh, stop our record here. <laughs>